Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 149, looking at the wisdom of Jesus for everyday life. This is a great parable this morning we're going to be looking at. You know, I'm not sure what you'd call it, but you can you can do all the right things. I think I'm going to call it spiritual bankruptcy for the want of a better term. Uh, you can do all the right things. You can be an honest person. You can be a hard worker. You can look after yourself and your family. You can be faithful to your partner, faithful to your spouse. You can be generous. You can pray. You can be part of a spiritual community. But here's the teaching of Jesus. As far as Jesus is concerned, you can still miss what's truly important. And this is a theme that comes up time and time again in Jesus' parables and in his teachings in general, that people, we, <laughs> us, can forget was truly important. So this is a parable, and it's always good to set the context. It's, it's a, a parable that's given to the first listeners, uh, the context is he's, he's with people who are pretty happy with themselves in their own life, but they're intolerant of the behaviors and the opinions of other people. Now, the original listeners would be a group called the Pharisees, which for the most part doesn't mean a whole lot to us because, well, we have, a, we have the term Pharisee, which is kind of a negative connotation. But we tend not to use uh, the word Pharisee that much in everyday language. So another way you could look at this parable is um, he told this parable to people who can be intolerant of the behaviors and opinions of others, which is pretty much every one of us, right? It's pretty much every one of us. Because uh, really what Jesus does a lot of the time is, is that he points out common traits of human nature that get us off track. And this happens to be a parable about, it's called the Pharisee and the tax collector. But as soon as you look um, deeply into the parable, you realize it's not really about a Pharisee or a tax collector. It's just about people and how we react and how we live in the world. So it's a parable for people who can be intolerant of the opinions of others and feel pretty good about themselves. So upon first reading, well, let me give you the parable, Let me, because it's not necessarily going to leap off the page right away and make a whole lot of sense, but hopefully it will as we break it down a little bit. Parable is about a Pharisee and a tax collector, and the Pharisees were overall, in Jesus' day, a group of highly respected people. They were really looked up to, actually. And they were a group of people who dedicated their lives to following God's law. Now, remember, this is 2,000 years ago, so God's law would be what we have come to call the Old Testament or the First Testament, the Hebrew Scripture. And that's what they were really interested in. They looked around. They saw that people were lax. They, thought, they saw that things were, 
things were not going well. And they thought, you know, we need to get back to what's really important here. We need to get back to following God's ways, God's law. And we are going to dedicate ourselves to doing that. Now, remember, the law was a lot more than the Ten Commandments. If you look at the Old Testament, there's a lot more rules and regulations than just the Ten Commandments. We tend to focus on the Ten Commandments. You know, when we think about the law of God, we think about the Ten Commandments. But in Jesus' day, there was certainly a lot more than the Ten Commandments. There were hundreds of rules that governed everyday life for the ancient Jewish people. You know, what to wear, what to eat, what not to eat, how to pray. And so the, this group of Pharisees, they, were actually, they weren't priests, they were a lay group. There was about 6,000 of them. They said, you know, let's get back to what's truly important. Let's get back to following the ways of God following the law that other people easily ignore, right? People need to get back to the source of life. Let us be an example to the people around us. So that's really putting the best intentions on the Pharisee. The best intention was as that, you know, we have a heart for God and we want to, we want to do things right. Now, the problem with being good or doing your best this might be surprising thing to say, but Jesus didn't really teach, do your best. That wasn't one of his teaching. It's not necessarily a bad thing to say, but it wasn't really the reason that Jesus came. He didn't come and teach, I have come, that you might do your best. Uh, he has a different way of looking at things. He's far more interested, actually, in inner transformation and change rather than doing your best. Because sometimes doing your best, as we have all experienced, you can do your best and it's still not quite what you want anyway, and you're left not very happy with yourself, right? Even when we try and do our best. So Jesus is far more interested in inner change Heart change, he would call it, or inner change. We might call it today transformation. So remember, he's given this to a group of people called the Pharisees, but they're basically trying to live the best life, but they're very intolerant of people that don't meet their standards. They're very intolerant of people that uh, don't agree with them or aren't doing it right. So here's the parable. Two men went to the temple to pray. One is the respected religious leader, the Pharisee, and the other is a crooked tax collector. So we have a good guy, the Pharisee, oh, he's albeit is a bit conceited, but he's basically good, right? And then we have the crooked tax collector. Everyone hated the tax collectors because they worked for the Roman government, and the ancient Romans ruled the land 2,000 years ago. Remember in Jesus' day, there was, it was a time of political upheaval. He lived in an occupied land. And these Romans were there collecting their taxes, calling the shots. And the tax collector 
worked for the enemy, basically. The tax collectors in Jesus' day worked for Rome. They would collect the tax. But I think the thing that really bothered people was is that they would take a percentage and add it to the tax and get rich themselves. So not only is the tax collector a turncoat, but he's, he's a crook as well. So they're really not good people at all. So in the parable, you have this crooked tax collector, and then the other star of the parable is the Pharisee, a very respected person in ancient Judaism. They go into the temple and the Pharisee prays, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. I'm not a thief, I'm not a rogue, I'm not an adulterer, I'm not, I'm not like this tax collector. I wouldn't do that. That's his prayer. He must be in the temple, he must see this tax collector at the sight of his eye and he thinks, well, thank God, at least I'm not like him. You know, I'm not a thief, I'm not a rogue. Now, what he's done this is kind of exaggerated, of course, because it's a parable, is that he's comparing himself. The Pharisee has slipped into that habit of comparison, which is very, very common for us to do this. We start to compare ourselves to other people. And for as long as the Pharisee compares himself to other people, particularly this tax collector that he doesn't like, he comes off as somehow better. And the truth of the matter is, in some levels, he is a better person. He is a good man. But of course, he's conceited and he's judgmental and he's critical. So he's standing in the temple and he's telling himself all the things he does right. He prays. He doesn't rob people. He's honest. He's fair in his dealings with people. He's not the type of person who would take advantage of you or rip you off. He's a good husband. He says, I'd never be unfaithful. So he's got all these things going for him, right? These are all good things. However, however, he's extremely intolerant of this tax collector and others like him. Now, the tax collector, however, comes into the temple. He stands at a distance. He doesn't even look, he doesn't even look up to heaven. He beats his breast. God have mercy on me, a sinner. It's a parable. So we're going to get this exaggerated language again. He's beating his breast. I mean, he's just beside himself. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's like, what a mess I'm in. I am so aware of not living the way I want to live. And Jesus ends the parable with, the tax collector went home right before God. Not the good man. Because the good man, the Pharisee, the good man missed the point. The good man spent time comparing himself to other people. So it's like as long as we compare ourselves to other people, particularly if we compare ourselves to people that we don't like, could be a political party, it could be people of another race, 
It could be people of another religion. It could be people of, um, it could be somebody in your family. It could be somebody at work. For as long as we compare ourselves to people we don't like nor approve of or agree with, we're always going to come out looking better, right? If we're always evaluating what's wrong with someone else, then I never have to change, which is really why I think one of the reasons why Jesus comes out so strongly time and time again about criticizing for the sake of criticizing and judging for the sake of judging. He's, he's got this teaching in more than one place because I think probably because it's so common and it's so easy for us to slip into this. For as long as I'm judging, for as long as I'm criticizing, for as long as I'm pointing out another's faults or weaknesses, when I'm doing that, I'm completely unaware of my own weakness. I'm so well defended. The criticism defends me against any kind of interchange, any kind of interchange, any kind of transformation, any kind of emotional growth, spiritual change, spiritual understanding, enlightenment, whatever, however you want to say it, it defends me against that. I am just stuck in that place of uh, telling everyone what is wrong with this world, which is an easy habit to get into. Let me tell you what is wrong with our government. Let me tell you what is wrong with the economy. Let me tell you what is wrong with this war or whatever, or all the things that we hear on the news day after day after day, we can become overwhelmed with these things and just end up criticizing everything, which of course, I don't really think it makes us feel any better in the long run, and it certainly doesn't bring any change to anything, does it? Now, again, with Jesus, the idea of criticizing and judging, it doesn't mean that we agree with all the crazy things that people do. It's more for Jesus, I think, that if you want to help, if you really want to be an agent of change, if you want to bring healing into this world, comparison is not the path to take. That's not the path to take. And anyway, he would say, your true worth is not found in comparison. You know? That's really not where your worth comes from, thinking that you're better than someone else. That's a whole other teaching, but as far as Jesus is concerned, that is definitely not where your worth comes from. Um, so when you move into that place, when we move into that place of criticism, really, and comparison. It's like, notice that. Notice that. Because you don't want to spend a lot of energy in this area. It's like a trap. It's like a trap. And the, the funny thing is, is that you can, we can end up making completely wrong judgments. Yeah. So for Jesus, the whole purpose... Like these are, about, the parable is about two, two men that went into the temple. Well, I, the idea is like if you're going to the temple or you're going to church or you're gathering in a religious community, the purpose is to know God, right? To know yourself more, to know God 
for, inner, for inner change. And that's the whole purpose. And Jesus is saying, look at this. Here they are, coming into the church, coming into the temple. And the Pharisee leaves completely the same person. No change at all. Just as critical and judgmental when he walks out the door as when he walked in. Talk about missing the point. Talk about missing the point. Why would you want to put your energy and your life into that? What a complete waste of time. Now, on the other hand, the tax collector, the tax collector, he's not as confident. He's come, he comes into the temple, and he's not confident at all because, remember the text said that he wouldn't even look up to heaven, so presumably his head's bowed down. And then the text told us that he beats his breast. Well, that was a sign of remorse. It's like, oh my, what a mess my life is. He knows that he hasn't got it all together, which means that there's a bit of humility about him. And Jesus is always very complimentary about true humility. It's like, yeah, you know your place in this world. You know what you can do and you know what you can't do. You know where your source of life comes from. And this tax collector, now he's, again, it's not like he's, you know, we don't even know if he's completely changed his ways or anything else. He might just be at the front end of this whole thing. He knows he needs help. He knows he needs help. And he has no time for comparison. He's like, oh, God, have mercy on me. Now, you might not say that phrase, God, have mercy, but you might, you might say, God, you have to help me here because you're my only hope. You, you are my only hope to get through this, whatever you're going through, right, at this point in your life. Because I can't do this alone. I can't do this alone. Jesus is saying, yeah, that's a good place. You know, this tax collector, yeah, the bad one, yeah, the rogue, yeah, the cheat, he's on the right track. He's on the right track when he leaves the temple because there's no time for comparison. There's no time for criticism. It's like, hey, I've got enough troubles of mourn without, <laughs> without judging everybody else. I don't have any time for any finger pointing. It's like, God, you've got to help me here. And Jesus is saying, yeah, that's, that's a good place to be. That's on the right track. That kind of sense of Oh God, I, 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 I cannot do this anymore without you. I can't do this alone. I am not, I'm, I'm insufficient in myself. Jesus would say, yeah, that's actually, spiritually, that's in a good place. I know emotionally it feels really vulnerable. You know, emotionally we don't really like this space. But as far as God's concerned, it's like, no, that, that's, uh, yeah, it, it can be really uncomfortable and vulnerable, but that is actually a good space to inhabit because you're not just looking to you to fix things. And for Jesus, being good is never enough and being correct and being perfect is never enough or doing things well. Now, there's nothing wrong in trying to do things well. And there's nothing wrong in trying to be correct and trying to do things perfectly. But 
you know, when, when, you're, when you're trying to do things perfectly and you end up turning into a critical, angry person, Jesus would say, yeah, well, that's where it's off balance, right? That's where it's gone off track. Time to get back to the source of life. Time to pay attention to the one who can bring out the goodness in you that's there. It's like, really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Time to pay attention to the one who can bring out the goodness that's in there, in us. It just gets, <laughs> it's almost like the goodness in us gets taken over by correcting the world. And it's like that energy is so much stronger sometimes. Uh, it can take over so easily that business of correcting everything. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 that's no, not the way to go. Take a, take a lesson. Take a lesson from the tax collector. Take a lesson. Humility, yeah, it's a good thing to know that you can't do it without the help of God. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Whatever it is we're facing today, whatever it is we're facing tomorrow, the future, it's like, God, yeah, you are my hope and you are my source of life. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.